Hey everybody, Dave Kurt with Lake City Realty. And Tristan Ritchie. Welcome to another episode of Selling the Rock, your Sudbury Daily Real Estate Podcast. So today we've got an interesting topic of conversation, and that topic is around real estate deposits. What they are, when they're due, what their significances of them. And let's uh, let's kick it off, Tristan. What's a real estate deposit? What are you what what are you used to in this marketplace in Sudbury? So a few things. In in this market in Sudbury, it's usually a thousand bucks. That's like the what you normally see on an offer, probably 90% of the offers. It's really interesting, I find, when we deal with Southern Ontario buyers. Yeah. Um, and they're coming into our marketplace because they're used to, you know, massive. like 5%. Very, 5% there, is yeah. kind of what a, a going rate is yeah. for, you know, a million-dollar house. We're talking huge, huge dollars. And they're like, what do I need, $50,000, $100,000 deposit kind of thing? And we're like, well, that shows good faith, but like... Our local marketplace, um, everything is hyper-local, especially real estate, and, and locally, about $1,000 is the average deposit. Now, there is, actually, I've even noticed some brokers, some um, some real estate salespeople that are saying minimum deposits of larger sums, 10000 The last one I saw, 25000 too, so... You are in Sudbury? Yeah, in Sudbury. Oh, wow. Yeah, a small team that does some uh, quite a bit of real estate is putting minimum deposits. They've probably even had some clients that have been burned in the past, and they're looking to try to protect those clients a little bit more. But let's get into it. What's the purpose of a deposit, in, and what's the significance there? Uh, basically, to show good faith and put some money towards the initial cost. So it gets you have, like, skin in the game, basically, is what it shows. That's what that's how you interpret it, eh? Like and, it's, and it's a... Um, if. If the deal, if the buyer backs out of the deal, then that is like collateral. So it would go towards paying some of the fees for, which is mm-hmm. a little amount, uh, but not, towards. Not necessarily too. Like the interesting part about deposits is like when I'm when I got went through my real estate training to be able to run my own real estate office. Um, there's certain ways we can only release deposit. Like if a if a buyer fails to close on a transaction, it doesn't mean that that buyer that buyer forfeits their money and it goes right to the seller. I can't release money from a trust fund. And that's where actually the the deposit is held. Mm-hmm. It's held in a real estate agent's trust fund, so it, nobody can get access. It's a, it's a fund that has to come with um, insurance and extra securities in place. But I can't release that fund without a mutual release that's been agreed to by the buyer and the seller or a court order. So those two things is what's going to allow me to get rid of, get that money out of my trust account. So it would have to go to court first, and the, and the judge would have to say, yes, forfeit that deposit, or the buyer would be like, I understand I walked away from the deal. I should have closed let me just sign over this deposit here. So it's not a, it's not a hundred percent guaranteed that it's just going to go right away to. No, no, but that's that's one of the reasons. That's yeah. one of the reasons, yeah. Because so if there's multiple offers and then they regret, maybe they're they went ten over asking, maybe they're not willing to put this much after, or after the deal gets accepted, then and they back out, they get cold feet, then that deposit because the seller might be missing out on several thousand dollars, it might go towards that as well. So it's it's an interesting topic of conversation that we were, were you're you're touching on there too, and it's it's the failure to close and mm-hmm. and like that's why I guess deposits are significant because it's the first kind of um, like you said skin in the game when we talk about failure to close a transaction, uh, although, like, if we look at from a legal precedent like. What happens when a buyer fails to close on a deal? Well, they could be held, and again, we're going to preface that with could, because we're not your lawyers. I don't yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. we're not giving you legal direction, and we're not giving you financing direction. We're just giving you kind of a big picture in what some of the pictures we've seen. But if somebody fails to close on a property, that seller, and they're legally entitled to it, like it's been a firm deal, that seller may be in a position to recoup the their losses between that sale price and a, f- a future sale price, as well as damages that could be there as well. Mm. So that's where you're getting at if they sold yep. $10,000 less, then potentially that, that $5,000 or $1,000 deposit could go right to 
to the seller if, exactly. if both parties agree to that. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's basically it's a gesture of consideration. Um, it's not needed for a, dep- for a contract to be bind- binding because from a legal mumbo-jumbo term, we get into the term, you need consideration for a contract to be binding, but unless you're signing under seal, and that's why that page five of that agreement of purchase and sale has that little, that little circle that looks like it's somebody stamped on it that says seal. So you are signing and you're signing under seal, which replaces consideration in your offer. But it is, it's a gesture of good faith. It's, I always say it's, it's the, 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 the fourth point of value. So the, like first and foremost is going to be price that you're offering when you're to bring value to, to a seller. Second is going to be the conditions in your offer. Third is going to be the closing date. And fourth is going to be deposit. Mm-hmm. And the reason is if you were in, in a multiple offer situation, you have somebody that's offered you a $500 deposit and you have somebody that's offered you a $10,000 deposit, it's a good guess that the person that's offering you $10,000 and they're saying, within 24 hours, I've got $10,000 check that I'm going to hand to you, is in a better financial position than the person that says, I'm able to give you $500 within 24 hours. Yeah, definitely a negotiating tactic. So let's talk about when, when's the deposit due? 24 hours after an accepted offer has been signed. But let's, let's scale this back because there's different ways that we can define when it's due in the offer. And it's on yeah, page true. one. Typically, when we write an offer in Sudbury, we're saying upon acceptance. Yeah. And upon acceptance, person's right, it's within 24 hours of an accepted agreement of purchase and sale. Now, it hasn't, I've never seen it happen in Sudbury. I've heard of it happening in Toronto Marketplace, but you want to get into the nitty-gritty of it? If I was in multiple offers, and I submitted an, an offer, and I was successful, and they picked my offer, and they said, yes, you, you, we, we've ultimately went with your offer, you've won the, quote-unquote, won the bidding war, and I'm, as a buyer, I'm super excited, I cut the check, and I give it to my real estate agent, and I'm just like, Here's the money. Go bring it to the office. If that real estate agent gets that that check to the office at twenty five hours, so not within the first twenty four hours, the seller is actually in a position that they don't have to pursue that first deal. And I've heard it happening where the sellers has another person that's offered them more money after the fact, and they said, "Okay, well, like it's an interesting proposition. I might actually tie to this offer right now." But because that deposit did not come into the first office within 24 hours, they've ultimately went with another deal and they've been successful in pursuing that secondary deal, which would just open up a massive can of worms. And uh, again, we haven't seen that in Sudbury Marketplace. It's more of a, like a larger city and it's a one-off situation. I don't even know what happened in the end from a legal perspective, but that's the kind of thing that can happen if you don't have that deposit to that, the, the real estate office within 24 hours. Yeah, well, it's basically pre-written 24 hours within the date that you pick. So we usually do upon acceptance. And yeah, you could definitely have, be held liable if not. Because that's what, otherwise the deal goes dead, right? It becomes null and void. It, no, not necessarily because everyone's still on the same Technically page. Technically it does though. I, if everyone's still on the same page within a negotiation, if, if the deposit's brought in within 72 hours, it's not like the deal's dead. It's just, it, it's a one, because the buyer can't walk away. If they choose not to bring the deposit yeah, in 24 yeah. hours, they're still held to that deal. But the seller has the ability to mm-hmm. walk away because the, the buyer would be in breach of contract by not getting that deposit within 24 hours. Um, that's my understanding of it anyways. And again, we can you know have a legal expert oh, yeah, yeah, in, the, in the future, but like that's my understanding. The other way that some people will offer a deposit is here within. And what does it mean to offer a deposit here within with an offer? Have you seen that before? So it I've never happen, used it before. It doesn't happen often, but... Again, when you're in a, in a multiple offer situation or I've dealt with it with buyers from Toronto that are just here for one day and they want to show their, their strength, they'll offer a $10,000 deposit here within with the offer and they actually bring the first offer. We haven't even accepted something yet and the offer's including the check for, for, for 10000 bucks or whatever. So 
it shows that gesture of good faith when you're like, here's the offer to review. They've given us a really great offer. They're kind of giving us their best foot forward. And then and to go with that, here's a $10,000 check. That's, you know, the, that's their, their sign of good faith. So here within means that the offer's actually accompanying uh, a deposit check, which is an interesting kind of, you know, little way of, of going about it. I've never seen that in Sudbury. But that's, that's, that'd be a good... Uh I, well, I'm learning something new too. That'd be something a good idea to bring to certain negotiations if you're as a negotiation offers. tactic, negotiation, yeah. especially if you're trying to differentiate your offer, showing that we're offering more money. That's a little tip and trick that could be used there. I've seen it. I, I've experienced it maybe five times in Sudbury, where the buyers have actually brought checks with them when they're up here shopping hmm. kind of thing. And it could also be because they don't want to drive back down to Toronto and then have to get a to get the funds to yeah, yeah. Uh, the real estate office. And a little tidbit. I've experienced this multiple times when I've bought bought places, but if you're putting in a larger deposit than $3,000, so say you offered us $5,000 deposit, a lot of banks, because you can do these things electronically now, which is most how most offices will accept uh, like a, an email money transfer to the brokerage as opposed to cutting a check. And most email money transfers can't be over $3,000. You have a limit at your bank or you have to get approval to be over a certain limit. So in my in my case, I've had to do it over two days and I just get permission from the agent in advance. Are you okay that this deposit is going to be coming in $3,000 a day, $2,000 tomorrow? So just have that conversation. But when you see a larger deposit than that, uh, then $3,000 and you know that they're going to be electronically sending the funds, maybe have that conversation with your client sooner than later to at least set expectations and get everybody on the same page. Good call. The other thing that's... Um, I, I find with some banks or some lenders, they'll be looking for a certified or negotiable check or non-negotiable. Uh, yeah, non yeah. yeah uh, certified check, bank draft. Bank draft, yeah, yeah that's the terminology. <laughs> I don't want to say. That's the ex-bank interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but they'll be looking for the this is a as a as a form of deposit where typically it's just it could be a personal check for 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 somebody else or an electronic money transfer. Well, per, a personal check, there's it takes three days for it usually. Well, when I worked there, it takes three days for it to go through or get processed, right? Because they get the paper check at the bank, they see it, they put it in your account, and technically you can spend that money depending on the size of the check. Sometimes they put a hold on it, but they don't verify the funds until two, three days later. So they want the guaranteed funds to make sure that you actually have the money and you're not doing mortgage fraud or any of that kind of stuff. And that's what, the, like, again, all that, all the deposits are typically held in, a, in the listing office's real estate trust account. And if the deal falls apart, we usually have to wait a few days to make sure that check's clear before we're going to cut that buyer a check um, to say that, yeah, we understand that you didn't have the financing in the end or you walked away from this deal because of a home inspection or whatever case. Well, here's your money back. But we have to wait till that money clears exactly first before we can issue them a, a deposit check back. Um, the other thing I wanted to chat about quickly too is the idea of when the deposits due. My first when I bought my first house, I was banking with PC Financial, and perfect bank. There were no cost fees and they're, they're, whatever option that your clients want to use. But they're a bank that did not have an opportunity to get somebody like I. I I was not able to get a, a, a physical bank draft or a certified check within 24 hours. And the, the, the deal that I was offering on required a certified check for whatever that, that we just went through that bank situation. Um, because they were closed on a Friday and whatever the case was, I like I was in a, in a, in a big position and I actually ended up transferring money from one account to another account and then had the, like the banker that I knew at the bank kind of confirmed that the money was in that account and then was able to get me a personal check from that wow. different bank account. But it was it's these things that you got to think about, mm -hmm. especially if you're dealing with an online bank or a, like kind of a non-traditional banker, that maybe it might not be easy to get that certified check or that bank draft in your hand 
within that quick time period. So we have well with the transfers, it's a lot easier now. But if it's those larger amounts, like you were saying, those larger amounts can yeah. be a little bit more difficult uh, to come to, to come around as well. So yeah. yeah so again, though that's kind of a quick refresher on what the deposit is. Um, how how big of a, uh, a deal do you think deposits are in Sudbury? Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Not at all. Have you ever been in a position where you've picked one offer over another because of the deposit? No. I remember it was probably my second year in real estate, and we were in a multiple offer situation, and we. The listing when we're in multiple offers in Sudbury, typically we put our best foot forward. They don't kind of send the offers back and say, "Oh, give us your next best offer." We have to, we know that you get you brought us your best offer this time, but do another round and give us an even better offer. Usually, we're kind of picking one of the one of the two offers, and we had brought a thousand dollars, or maybe it was five hundred dollars, when I ten years ago when I this situation happened to me. And the listing agent actually told me that the offers were so, so similar from a price point, from a condition, from a timeline of conditions, um, and from a closing date, that they actually picked the other offer because of, uh, because of deposit. And it, after that point there, that's why I'm always having that conversation, especially when we get into a multiple offer situation, that the values that I see from an offer, and again, we, we try to feel out a seller before we bring an offer, but purchase price usually is going to be the first and foremost thing. The second item of value is going to be the conditions with the offer. If it's conditional upon a home inspection or financing, I've even seen offers conditional upon the wife approving the house. That's a very weak condition if we're and it could if if there's other offers on the table. The timeline for conditions are important there as well. If you're trying to strengthen your offer in a multiple situation, sometimes instead of seven business days, you're going at four or three business days, and then. Uh, the closing date, you want to match up with what the sellers are asking for because if it's an inconvenience to them, potentially that's, that's, that's not that attractive and could be worth a few thousand dollars in their mind uh, that would go towards the, the, the purchase price of the home. And final and, and, and last and least, and not too important, but, but again, still a gesture to show your, your strength there is the size of the deposit. Mm-hmm. And if your client's in a position to write a ten, fifty, dollars or $100,000 check, and you, they're in a position that they're okay with that, then those are all situations that uh, that, that might uh, kind of come into play. Anything else to touch on with deposits? No, I think we hit on every point. Perfect, Sabri. Well, until next time, we're happy you listen to us. So follow us, share us on Instagram, and uh, yeah, give us some rates and reviews on, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to us as well. See Thanks, you guys. guys.